Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We are so glad that you're here with us today. Today we're going to be picking up with part two of our series on creating a non-negotiable and negotiable list. In the last episode, we talked all about the non-negotiable list. We're going to very briefly recap that and then we'll jump right in to the negotiable list. If you haven't already listened to part one, please go back and listen to that and then jump back over here and join us in today's episode. And so that's when you're thinking about this non-negotiable list. You put things on there where it's like, this is a non-compromise thing. I want to be kind of rigid and dogmatic about this list. That's what it is. If it's on my list now and I don't have a reason to change it and I start dating somebody and then they hit one of my non-negotiables, that should be the end of the relationship there. Now, there is the other side to this. The negotiable side of the list is these are preferences, things that you would like to have, things that you are interested in but are not deal breakers for you. You may wonder why is having this list important because, well, they're negotiable, so they can kind of change. They're not so rigid or dogmatic. But if you have your negotiable list, and let's say these are all kind of things that you're a little bit interested in, but then they don't tick any of them, then all of a sudden that may turn it into a non-negotiable. It's like, man, they're not meeting any of these interest levels that I have. And if they weren't meeting four, five, six, seven, that would be fine. But man, they're not ticking even one of them. Then all of a sudden that kind of throws up a red flag. Maybe there's a problem here that's going to prevent you from really connecting with this person in a meaningful way. And so it doesn't mean they can't be a great spouse for someone or you're not going to be a great spouse for someone. It just means maybe you're not great together. And maybe you've seen friendships or relationships in the past where you see that these two people on their own, they're really great. But together, they are not great together. And that's kind of what we're looking at here in this non-negotiable negotiable list is that you're trying to find someone who you are great with and who really brings out the best in you. And so an example of a negotiable, and Ruth, I think this was one of yours, was that she wanted to date or marry somebody who plays the guitar. Well, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I don't play the guitar. And so she had kind of a preference toward that she would like that, but I didn't play the guitar. But that wasn't a deal breaker for her. She was just like, oh, I would kind of like this. And you kind of pointed at your head. Was that something you were thinking about? That's exactly what I was thinking. And I was going to give that as an example. Because I think in my mind, what I wanted was someone to do family worship with and to be able to sing with by the campfire and do things like that. But we can still do that. And the heart of that is on my non-negotiable list. Someone that loves to worship and someone that loves God. But I did put on my negotiable list someone that plays guitar. Because I've always wanted to learn But I knew that wasn't a deal breaker, that my spouse absolutely has to know how to play the guitar. So some of the other things that can be on your negotiable list can be what you think you want your partner to look like. Where we all have different preferences and what's attractive to me might not be attractive to you. I think part of non-negotiable is that you are attracted to them. But what would go on your negotiable list would be more specific characteristics of what you think you are interested in right now and what you think you're looking for. But knowing that those are preferences. Being from Hawaii, I always thought I was going to marry someone from Hawaii. And one of the experiences that changed me is I went away to the mainland for my undergrad, and I had different experiences there. And then I went to a different state for my master's program, and that's where I met Tim. And up until that point, I had always thought I wanted to raise my family in Hawaii. 
But as I had different experiences, as I went to different states, that was something that became negotiable for me. That I realized, you know what? That I'm very adaptable to moving and to changes, but that what's important to me is who I'm with wherever I am. And I think I'll always hold that as a badge of honor that you would be willing to choose me over (laughs) the islands. (laughs) And actually, it's interesting you bring that up, though, about being willing to adapt and to change. And even when we were dating at the time, I didn't have a non-negotiable list. That was something that I recognized that I had to have in a partner. I had to have somebody who was willing to adapt and change and to grow over time, not somebody who was take me as I am or leave me, but somebody who I could actually work at growing with. Because I recognized I needed to change and I needed to be better and I could work at being better, but I wanted a partner to work that through with. So earlier we had talked about family and having children and that being on your non-negotiable list. What I think can go on your negotiable list is how many children you want. If you kind of have an idea in your mind that that number may change, as it did for us. I came from a family of four, and so growing up I've always wanted four children. And Tim comes from a family of three, and he always wanted three children. And here we are today with five children, and so that was something that was negotiable for us. But both of us knew we wanted more than one child. And so when we look at the negotiable list, you may put on there the number of children you think you want right now, but that may change. Now, I'm sure for some of you listening out there, as we're talking about these lists, your anxiety is starting to rise and maybe even starting to peak. You're thinking, man, I'm having a hard time finding somebody to connect with now or finding somebody who I can date. And so if I put all these extra parameters on, there's no way I'm going to find the right person. But the truth is what you're operating out of is what's called the scarcity mindset. You're feeling like there's not going to be enough people around who are going to be able to meet those categories. But one of the things that's very interesting is If you don't waste a lot of your time dating somebody who isn't meeting your goals and parameters, it leaves you more time to actually find the person who is meeting your goals or parameters. And also, when you have a more clear guiding direction of what you're looking for, it's easier for you to beeline more towards that than if you're just kind of waiting around and looking for whoever might be interested. And also, going back to something that Ruth had said when she was talking about that, just because you weren't great with somebody else, You also want to be careful at taking lessons and learning from that experience because there may be somebody who you were dating and they didn't like certain qualities about yourself. So then you take the lesson, oh, universally people won't like this quality. But that's absolutely not true. There very definitely might be somebody who likes that exact type of quality. But you're thinking, because I got rejected from this person because of that, I will get rejected again. But the truth is, if it's a part of who you are, like a personality trait or something along those lines, you will find somebody who will accept you for it. Now, don't get me wrong. There's certain behaviors that generally society categorically rejects. And an example of that might be cheating, right? So people don't like getting cheated on pretty much universally. And so that would be a lesson to learn from that where it's like, okay, I shouldn't cheat on people. That hurts them. And then they get really upset and wounded by that. So I need to move away from a behavior like that. But your personality of being like introverted versus extroverted, wanting to have a clean house versus not minding a not clean house, Those are examples of things where it's like, you shouldn't learn like, oh, I've got to do this from a dating experience that goes awry because somebody else might be totally fine with it. And so if through the dating experience, you've kind of molded or shaped yourself through other people rejecting you, you have to be careful of doing that because again, that's not a great place to learn something that's right or wrong. It's just, it was wrong for that person, but might be right for another person. So this week, we want you to take some time and write out your non-negotiable list and your negotiable list. 
And we'd love to hear from you. Come over and join us in our Facebook community. We're going to do a post where we ask, what are some things on your non-negotiable list? And what are some things on your negotiable list? And we'd love to just hear from you and continue this conversation after the podcast. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, your mind is a powerful thing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have a question or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know. Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988 if you are contemplating suicide.